You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with my good friend, Suli. This marks her second appearance on the podcast, and it brings me immense joy getting to share this talk with you. For those of you who don't know, Celine is a New York-based musician who originally hails from South Africa. And how would I describe her music? Well, it's textured and layered soundscapes that are beautifully diverse. And to be honest, she's never limited herself by genre, and that's especially apparent in the next wave of music she'll be releasing soon. And on this episode, we largely talk about just that, her upcoming EP and the singles that she'll be releasing. But above all, everything else, this is two friends catching up and having a damn great time doing so. Celine is a very uh, bubbly person to talk to, a very honest and very hilarious person, and it's always a pleasure getting to catch up with her. Um, yeah, we're going to love this one. This is the 405 Exchange with Celine. Enjoy. You're holding me, but I'm grinding my teeth And it's hard to say if it's the buzz or the way I really don't know if you're leaving with me They go, I'll stay We're largely here to, you know, of course catch up But also talk about this new music that you've made That you thankfully let me listen to before I came <laughs> to talk to you today And I have so many questions to ask about this music um, These songs are really beautiful They're clearly very personal It's clear that you're, you know evolving as an artist um so going off that can you tell me what it felt like to write these songs because i find myself feeling that like when i listen to songs that are obviously very emotive and very like personal that i find myself curious about what it must have felt like for the artist to actually write them down that's such a good question um i was joking the other day with a friend of mine who was talking about I think he was making, this relates, he was making a joke about, we're all getting coffee, he was like, why don't we just like go and jam right now and like write some music and like have fun? And I offhandedly made this joke like, writing music is fun, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Writing music is a horrible, dark, painful experience (laughs) where I bang my head against the wall until something maybe good comes out and what I discover usually surprises me and makes me go like, oh fuck. Like, that's how I actually feel. So aside from two of the very upbeat tracks yeah. on the record, it was um, it was a real grind to get that stuff done. And I don't think I even told you this. Everything on, on this uh, EP I produced. So it was, oh. like, very solitary work, like, sitting... Oh alone in my room with a laptop and I didn't have that much experience producing music like putting everything together understanding this is what the drums will do this is what the bass will do blah 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 I didn't actually have a good understanding of that two years ago so yeah. it's a double grind in that way because I would be like this sounds stupid like <laughs> this sounds like a stupid church's ripoff what am I doing <laughs> and then I would like think that for like a week straight while I work on it and then one day it would be like wait this actually sounds kind of cool like I've discovered something and then as the two years went on it was like the time became less and less to the point with the last song that I made I made it within two days so um, it was a huge learning process and it was painful in that way because I don't know about you but as I get older I do not like being bad at shit (laughs) I don't like the feeling of like I'm not good at this you know so it was very humbling um, then one of the tracks was co-produced and that was 
which is actually this the breakup song on the record was a co-production which is interesting because you would think that would be like the more vulnerable like isolated thing yeah that i would that i would do on my own but that was really fun and we were able to make like a dancey song out of something uh difficult painful that had happened so that was a fun process because I had someone else there, Dave Rublin from American Authors, co-produced it and co-wrote it. And he has such good energy that he's like the perfect um, like yin and yang of yeah. me, you know, because I'll be like sulking, like looking in my journal for lyrics. And he's like <laughs> dancing around like this beat is sick, you know, so that yeah. helps me stay up a little bit. But um, yeah, it was not easy to make and then when I saw it coming together when I had like four songs that went together out of all the songs that I made right then I was starting to get excited about it like this is gonna work yeah that's so wild to me that you found yourself in a position to self-produce like that because like I think to give context for people who might not know what that exactly means not only are you arranging the songs and like you know uh putting them in a way where you're kind of like you know working on them in real time but it's also essentially that you you have to give yourself notes. And I think it's like, that is a level of self-awareness and critical thinking that I think is, that has to be pretty hard to kind of wrap your head around. Yeah, it is hard and it can really lead you down a rabbit hole. Like, I remember specifically with one of the songs that I made over the course of a year that the record's actually named after, Firescaping. I wrote it in one key that felt good and at a certain tempo and I was just like going off of this like gut visceral thing and then as time went on I was like oh wait this verse melody is not good and like you start like second guessing yourself like maybe it should be in a different key and like maybe it should be faster and like all this yeah. stuff and then I know a lot of musicians go through this and then you exhaust all of those options that your crazy brain has like convinced you of yeah. just to prove to yourself that the first thing was right you know, and it's yeah. like a year later, I end up in the same key at the same tempo with the same melodies. And it's, you know, you can kind of like drive yourself crazy like that. That is so nuts. Um, I mean, I think you kind of already answered this, but I kind of want to just like go a little bit deeper in regards to the actual writing. I mean, it's clear to me that this experience of writing these songs was very much different than any experience you had before. But is there anything else that stands out to you as why this was such a different experience to you in general? Hmm. It was definitely a different experience because over the course of the two years, I felt like so many big things changed fundamentally in my life. So one of the songs will be about, you know, like falling for someone. And that's like this very uh, concrete thing to write about. And then I'll think, oh, I'm living in this space where like this is what's going on. And I'm going to write all these kind of like love songs and like what it feels like and I like doing that, you know, and I, I thought, oh, this is the record, cool. Yeah. This makes sense to me. And then it's like, then you get like dumped and then you're like, oh, now, now we're going into a different chapter. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna write about this. And then you're like on Tinder and you date people and like crazy things happen. You're like, oh, now, now the record's like really going into this other place where I'm like talking about all, all these other things that are happening, you know? Um, that's also what made it difficult was because I had to keep switching lanes in my mind of like what I thought the album was about and that can also happen if you just take a really long time to make something you cross over into all these different chapters so I will say at the end of all of it putting it all together like when we're mixing it and mastering and like bringing it to the finish line I was really happy that it was cohesive you know like I'm very grateful for that 
Um, so it was also just uh, exhausting in that way. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You know, what the way you described that just kind of reminded me of uh, something I was told once. Uh, you know the band The Vaccines, yeah? I don't. Yeah, they're a British band uh, from a while back. They're still around. Mm -hmm. uh, their singer Justin uh, lived here for a while in New York, and um, he would like write songs or like different people. Really nice guy. And I remember talking to him once, um, just like offhand, like just like at a bar, and he said, because you know, with me being here for as long as I have, like in New York City, I'm always kind of surprised when I see people who still kind of have that love for the city or kind of like that story I think. <laughs> what are you all jaded now? Yeah pretty much I would say. <laughs> but the, the thing with him he, he said it kind of very beautifully from the, the perspective of a writer. He said uh, from a writing standpoint what he loves so much about New York City is that he felt like every day offered something to write about. Oh uh, yeah that that's actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you feel like you relate to a bit? With writing this yeah for sure. Looking back on it and listening to it, I'm really proud of it, and I'm proud of the fact that I was willing to go through all these experiences. And like, I recognize that I'm I'm not the kind of person that's gonna settle with just being content. You know, no. I think we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. It's like I'm not really down to ride something out when I know it's not right. And so with that comes like you're willing to end things and to do scary new things and quit jobs and start new jobs and end a relationship and be back on a dating app after years of not doing it and confront people and like yeah so it's i i am grateful for that and like having all of those experiences contribute to my art you know not saying i want to make my my life complicated just for the sake <laughs> of i am not condoning that at all <laughs> you know before i hit the recorder we we're like catching up a bit and uh you talked a bit about your mom do you think she's listening do i think she's listening yeah. she she will yeah yeah do you want to say hello hi mom it just kind of popped in my head <laughs> uh so let's go into the first track off the album which is sleeping in um honestly what a way to introduce um a sound um i feel like this sound is like very different from like what we've heard of you previously and you know what i love a lot about it is that the track feels very grounded also having tones where it's like you're almost like in a bit of a dreamlike state do you kind of get <laughs> what i mean when i bring that up absolutely yeah. yeah um i've heard someone else refer to the record as dream pop which i love oh, i had yeah. never thought of that i was like i'll take it cool you're practically beaming at the mention <laughs> i was like that <laughs> sounds so cool um yeah it is kind of dreamlike and the reason why it's a bit different i would say is because um the strange ep was totally co-produced with another band named ran because like i mentioned i i didn't really like have those producer chops before yeah. and it was just a band that I really loved and asked them if they wanted to work on it and so it was like a very collaborative thing and a lot of the sound is their band sound which I love so it worked out ran that Brazilian band right? yes yeah those guys are fucking awesome I went to college with them no way yeah they're my homies That's they're so band. great so yeah I spent a summer with them and made that EP and then from there I through working with them really figured out like what I liked what I kind of didn't gravitate towards and whatever it's like such a I'm still always figuring out like what the sound is, but it's definitely sounds different because then it went from this col collaborative thing with that band to just being me sitting in my room playing a synth or playing guitar or whatever. 
and was sleeping and I I purposefully wanted it to be dreamy because the whole premise of the song is like I like you so much that I want to sleep in with you and then I want a snowstorm to happen where we can never leave and like the rest of the world is deleted <laughs> that's what? like what the whole thing is was that your tinder profile no <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I try to remember what my tinder profile was I can't remember either I can't remember. Yeah, I I think at the time, like I remember, um, uh, I would hear my friends talk about how like guys always try to like make themselves seem impressive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go the opposite and just kind of be very kind of blunt. And then at the time, I'm like, oh, that's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Did you ever watch um the show Summer Heights High from no. the comedian Chris Lilly? No, but I wish I did that. What's okay? About? He play. It's just like comedy stuff and chris lily plays a bunch of different characters and one of his characters is called jamay and it's this relates to the tinder thing yeah. it's a very niche com humor thing yeah. so my last picture on my tinder profile has always been a picture of him as jamay <laughs> and so i would i felt kind of like if you get it you get it and like we'll get along yeah. or some people may have looked at that and been like is she like a cross <laughs> like That's wait funny. who is this you know <laughs> So that was like my one little quirk of like, okay, I'll try to like kind of weed some people out. That's a great way of weeding people out. And you, it probably felt like Christmas if someone like wrote you and they knew Oh, they're like, it. Summer High tie, nice. And I'm like, when do you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> so um, just going a little bit deeper with sleeping in, you know, I was like really struck by your singing on this one as well. And um, I wonder, like for you as the artist, did it feel like you were approaching the way you sung on this song particularly different than how you have before? Because like, for me as a listener, it does feel very different. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely because when I sang on the Strange EP, I was always singing in front of people. And so with the band that was producing it, it was three of them and they each kind of played a different role. And one of them, Apuena, uh, was kind of like my vocal producer. So he was there with me and... Um, together we were all figuring out what my range is and what the colors are of the different parts of my range and was still so experimental you know and after that and then writing like a million songs off uh, since that record I think I started to really hone in on like oh this is where it sounds kind of sultry and like vulnerable and like this is you know like the the belting thing is it's not really like my thing. Sometimes if a song calls for it, I'll do it, but like I kind of stay away from that. And so I think I just became really aware of the different qualities of my voice. And then with a lot of tracks on the record, it was just me recording myself and like drinking whiskey. So I think I just got to this very real place with it, you know, like I yeah. didn't feel self-conscious or anything like that, you know? Yeah, that's really massive. Um, <laughs> The next track I want to ask you about is Diamond. Uh, that's the track you have prepped up to be the single, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good that we have that nailed down. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the first single. Yeah. Uh, it's a really dancey track. And I'm kind of curious. What was it like that made you want to... Like, what is it that made you want to make sure this is the first song people heard? Because obviously <laughs> it has, like, that kind of dancey, poppy vibe. But I wonder if there's, like, a deeper uh, desire to have this be, like, the first one people are going to hear. I think I'm just going off of like, I think that song is really fun and like I I haven't put out any music in so long except for my side project that you'd mentioned which is like very emotional ambient music that I just, I wanted to come out blazing like I'm back motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm fucking back, here's a dance song, Blue you know, hair and all. yeah I didn't want to be like hey like here's like another like 
dreamy one because there's a lot of that but i just i wanted something that is like really in your face and like that song is also just like single material like it's short it's the structure is like a pop song and um it's also just my favorite song so off the record so i was like let's lead with this because it's been so long i'm gonna lead with what i think is best you know mm-hmm. You know what I love of how you said that just now? You're just like, I mean, people are listening so they can't see you, but like watching you talk about it the way you were just now, it's so great to see how energized you are by like your own music. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm legitimately so excited, dude. Like it's been so long yeah. of just like conversations of like, yeah, the records, you know, I'm producing it. Yeah, it's getting mixed. Yeah, it's a, we're shopping it, all this bullshit, you know. And then to now just be like, it's going to come out and yeah. I'm really excited. Like, no matter how that goes. I mean, artists have all this stuff tied up in their releases, right? You're like, is it going to be on a playlist? Is it, are people going to come to my shows? Am I gonna, is anyone going to give a shit at all? But I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of in this, like, innocent space of, like, guys, I made a thing. And it's coming out. Like, yeah. how cool is that? <laughs> that is really awesome. Uh, the next one I want to ask you about is uh, New York is for Building Character. I mean, that's just one of those tracks, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. And, um... I can imagine you writing this and having so many ideas that you had to whittle it down. Like, that's the vibe I got when I was listening to it, where there's so much uh, specific things you're calling out to and specific feelings that I just imagine that it was like a big thing of clay that you had to just constantly... How did you know this? There was an entire other verse pretty much shitting on LA and talking about how good (laughs) New York is. And then when the song reached four minutes... um, my boyfriend Ben who mixed it was like I brought it to him I was like something's wrong with the song what is wrong with it yeah. and he was like yo you gotta cut this verse well you gotta you gotta cut a verse yeah. like there are too many verses I was like you are right that is genius all right we could do without the like shitting on LA verse that's fine I might make it a little more palatable I guess <laughs> so yeah there are a lot of specific things in there um, I- I feel like something that would make like an incredible Instagram post, which is the first time I've ever said this sentence, by the way, like, wow. Is incredible if, Instagram <laughs> post. If mm. you took like the page on a notebook where it was like all the note taking for that song, because I imagine that must have been nuts as well, right? Yeah, just all the ideas that yeah. went into it. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, because it's such a New York song like, yeah. as well. Yeah, and there's a lot to say about New York. <laughs> Do you feel like it's one of those songs that you kind of... I mean, all songs are like this in some way, but do you feel like with this one in particular is one that you really had to like kind of get out of you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I kind of hate when people say stuff like this. I'm going to hate myself in this moment, but <laughs> I was falling asleep and that melody came into my head. It was like, and I was like, oh, it's a leafy track. Cool. Let me go over to the piano quick and play it and lay down some chords. Yeah. Um, leafy is my side project, ambient project. And then it was like the next day I was writing all the stuff about New York because I was like having one of those weeks where you're just like, this place is insane. I must be insane. Don't want to live here. <laughs> but like, I also kind of love it. So like, what is this like weird punishment thing, you know? Yeah. And um, I was like, well, I have this melody. Let me try piece it all together. So yeah, I love how yeah. you put that there because that's actually, I think like what was really great about um, listening to that song when I did is that it caught me at a time and like I'm currently in that time now where it's like you're feeling kind of very reflective of the city and yeah. you know it's kind of funny I'm kind of doing my best at um 
curbing how negatively I talk about the place because I think oh no are you are you on the negative swing with it now oh that's what I'm gonna I get go back at. and forth I, I'm not like somewhat back and forth but like what I'm getting at is like I think when you have friends here they'll at least for me they'll they get so used to hearing me talk about how much I hate this place. <laughs> but the flip side is like you were saying it's like you kind of look at the madness of it and then you think like what am I doing but then you think about everything it offers you and it's kind of like, oh, there's something beautiful here. And like the way I look at the city from a positive spin is that when I get annoyed or frustrated, I do find myself remembering that there's so much I haven't experienced, so much I haven't explored. Like if I wanted to, I could get on a train and like be in a place, a different neighborhood city that's completely like unfamiliar to me. Yep. And yeah, like you could get wrapped up in like the busyness and the monotony, but like it is like a place like nowhere else. It really is. And Sometimes when I hardcore start to feel that way, because I'm sure for most of us have this story, it's like you sacrifice a lot and work really hard to be in a city like this. And then when you start questioning stuff like that, it's like you have to get perspective and remember why you're doing it in the first place. And like, I still tell myself regularly, like, I like to get up early and like meditate and be like, all right, let's do this day. Like I'm taking a hold of this. And often I find myself thinking like, anything could happen today look at the city that i live in yeah. and sometimes there are days like that where like you get a call and it's like hey do you want to come and produce so and so and warner or whatever you know and it's like what is happening you know and it's like a, i know that a big part of it is like i'm in new york and i'm i'm ready like world i'm ready for these opportunities you know yeah. and then like months will go by where yeah it's really monotonous and like you're on your grind or whatever but just the um there's this real allure, allure for me of just the potential of things happening you know yeah that's massive um i feel another track you definitely had to make was out of your head i mean this is one of those songs <laughs> that kind of reminds me how and i mean this in regards to all the songs but with this specific one it kind of reminds me about like how personal songwriting could get yeah. <laughs> yeah. why well, was it a little cringy <laughs> no not even cringy just like god how do i say this about sounding bad i think sometimes with songs obviously people write them and people sing them and compose them but there's something about songs that have such um effective uh use of words that the humanity really shines through like the humanity is always there but i feel like there's a level of it that creeps up a little bit more of certain songs i feel like mm -hmm. this is one of them oh thanks yeah. that that makes me happy to hear yeah so with out of your head the situation that i was writing about happened to be incredibly raw like this breakup had happened five days prior and usually I'm not able to write about that stuff until I've really taken it in and like reflected on it. But I happen to have this co-writing session uh, scheduled with Dave Rublin, who I didn't know at all. Like he'd like hit me up on Instagram and was like, hey, you want to write together? And then, and then I happened to go through a breakup and I was like, well, I'm not going to cancel on this thing because I, it would make me happy to know that I still did it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so maybe it is that way because it was just so raw it was so the situation was so when you go through something like that you feel like you can't be a regular person like you meet like just to get real like you meet up with someone for coffee or a friend calls you or whatever and they're like what's up and like you're not just like yeah this and this and you're like i'm going through his breakup you know it's like all consuming yeah. so i show up to this guy's studio who I don't know well at all. He's intimidating me because he's like from this band. 
I'm just like, what have I done? Why am I doing this? And we sit down and it was like immediately I was just like, I just went through a massive breakup and like uh, my heart is really hurting and like I want to write an up-tempo <laughs> dawn song about it. And like I'm so happy that I was sitting with him when I said that because he was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like he got it. He got it and like made this beat and I had come in with a chorus that I had written like the day before and we were like this makes sense and it's like kind of weird and off kilter and let's just go with it you know and so i think the lyrics are like they're super real and sad but the production around it is really dancey and fun and i'm so grateful to dave that like he got it you know like he heard me when i said like let's do yeah. this thing you know that's really mega and what you said there really like struck with me and i think it's the human that's part of the humanity in the song because like i feel like the times i've gone through breakups um You'll, especially in a city like this you go out and you see people going about their lives and like you know just essentially being people and you feel so disconnected that you almost find yourself looking at other people and thinking like how can i be like that yeah like or like I-, I hate you when i see couples <laughs> <laughs> like i get on this so- like it well, was you said so it, not me. <laughs> it was so bad that it was like i remember standing on the subway platform shortly after the breakup had happened and getting on the subway car and like seeing two people who were clearly like young and like early in their love and like like holding each other's hands on the train and i was just like i had this burning hatred for them (laughs) like get the fuck out of my line of vision and yeah like what an isolating feeling like to be like i'm so mad at just seeing that or like you know but I will say, when you go through something like that, it also makes me look at other people. I always talk about the subway, I think, because I, I don't really listen to music or anything on the subway because it hurts your ears. So I just kind of people watch. Yeah, yeah. And then when you go through something like that, you're like, man, I have this big hurt in me. And who else is going through that? Where, like, you just don't, you never know what people are going through, yeah. you know? Especially in a city like this where, I mean, I feel like, in the context i mean i've been fortunate to go to a lot of different cities and like feel embedded in them and obviously people are always going through their own things but i feel like something that makes you new york really new, unique is that you have to always kind of put a face on of like i'm like stoic and i'm yeah. like concrete and yeah it's exactly that like what are other people going through yeah exactly so you go through a big thing like that it is very isolating and then you think like whoa no one knows what I'm feeling and I wonder what they're feeling and like you start to I mean it takes you out of your daily grind and like really reflect obviously you have to deal with this big emotional thing it really does Um, we we ran home in the rain is uh, my favorite tune off of the album Mm. actually Um, I love how simple this song is yet how it sounds like there's so many different sounds coming in (laughs) like it's kind of kind of reflective of rain in a way like kind of how it's kind of like coming down and kind of shimmering in a bit oh cool um, that's good and also your singing here is like really fucking dope oh thank you yeah so I, I just i would love to hear a bit about how this one came about okay this one was one of the earlier ones i wrote and yeah i was you know i was falling in love with someone and it really is kind of like the ballad of the record and uh, I think it's oh, it's not the only song, but it's like very piano focused because I always write on the piano and usually like the piano goes away as the production goes on. Yeah. But with this one, it was like the piano could not go away. <laughs> like I kept trying to do different things with the production of it. This was one of those ones specifically where I just spent forever 
changing the structure, changing the arrangement, like really trying to figure it out. Yeah. I was getting really mad at the song. <laughs> and then eventually it was like, the song just wants to like be about and like have the piano in there and like a couple little things here and there. So um, it was a process and it was co-written. Um, and when I say co-written, it's not like I got in a room with writers and we sat down and we're like, what should we write about? It was like, I would write a song and then be hanging out with my boyfriend and then be like, what do you think of this? Like, what could change? And then he was like, oh, this, you know, this pre-chorus could have less words. And then I would show it to uh, another friend, Marielle from Best X. And then she'd be like, what if you did this in the course? It was like over the course of like a year, probably. I just showed it to different people because I was still such a noob with like production and stuff. Yeah. And then they would make suggestions. And it's it's kind of cool. It's like everyone's little ideas came into it. And that's what it is now. But yeah, it was just like a little honest ballad about falling for someone. It's also a true story, which makes me happy because yeah. it's not always that the lyrics are all accurate, you know. Yeah. But that actually happened, that whole story. Yeah. And the first time I played it with my band, yeah. my bassist, Eric Masihi, was like, I was there. I was at that party when you picked up a guitar and started playing Weezer songs for Ben. <laughs> he was like, I saw that happen. Like, I heard it. It's like, oh, that's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. By the way, I just want to point out... Um, like we're in like uh, mid-June right now and I love the fact that the same week in which I saw a trailer for a new Halo game was also the same week you said noob. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yay! <laughs> um, I have to say, you know, listening to this made me think about summers in New York. Mm -hmm. It made me think about like how um, it could be both chaotic and soothing and both lonely and euphoric with like the friendships you have. I feel like that's kind of like what you encapsulate in the song. And we ran home in the rain? Yeah. For sure. It was written about the summer and yeah, I mean it starts out describing me being at a party that I didn't want to be at. So it's like this, like most parties. Yeah, it's just like a culmination of so many different things in my head, right? It's like yeah. oh, I'm at this party, I don't really fucking be here, whatever. <laughs> and then I talk to this guy and it's like oh yeah we went to college together like you know we're catching up and then it's like oh i kind of like this guy and then like this amazing thing happens and then like your whole world changes you know like when it's that really special connection with someone and then you're like oh like we're we're gonna be in each other's lives in some form for like a long time yeah. you start to feel that you know so yeah it is describing a very specific point in time where it's like he lived in this apartment where it's like we literally had to climb like a hundred stairs like i say in the thing to like get to like to his uh to get to his apartments and then drank this like shitty red wine and like i don't know i'm really happy that i was able to capture such a specific moment in time in my life because oh. i don't know not to get like uh pessimistic or something but sometimes i i get very nostalgic and i'm like what if i never experience that again you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what? It, I, that may not happen again, where I just, like, see someone at a party and, like, we become lovers like that, you know? Yeah. So, in a song, it can kind of, like, live on in its own way. Yeah, oh, that's a really great way of putting it. You know, before I let you run here, um, the first time we had a proper chat, we talked a lot about being a place like New York, and it's one of those things that, you know, can't help but happen, because it even happened today. Like, we talked a bit, and, like, how particular the city is and what it feels like to be here and working here and all that and um i remember like a little bit within that first chat we talked about what it's like feeling like an outsider in new york 
And I think what's really cool about getting to talk to you now, and it's clear from how you've been talking, is that you've been here long enough where it feels like to me you don't really seem to feel that way anymore. Like, so is that kind of right? Like, do, how do you feel about New York? No, I definitely feel uh, more integrated <laughs> into yeah. the city now, and. I mean, with the kind of work that I do, like being a freelance composer and songwriter and producer, it's like month to month, it's it's pretty different, you know, and you'll feel differently about where you're at in your career and your connection to the city. And sometimes, like we're saying, it's like the best thing ever. And sometimes you're like really pissed, you know. So I think now I'm really grateful that since probably since we last talked, you know, um, I've been able to spend less time on stuff that I don't want to do that like doesn't spark joy, you know, um, and more stuff that does. So I think that helps me feel like I have a place here, you know, like sometimes you feel really kind of rejected by the city, like you try to get a job that you want or to work with the kinds of people that you want. And it's like, it's just not your time yet. And you still have to like keep on the grind and like put in that work every day and like you can feel really dejected by that sometimes you know yeah and now now some of the doors are opening and that makes me feel really grateful and like i belong here and you know i know the people at my local coffee shop and they come to my shows and i know what venues i like to hang out at and i have like a set group of friends and i know my running route which is right past your apartment where we're sitting. <laughs> and like little things like that that makes you feel like oh like i have a home i know what neighborhood i like to live in like stuff like that that really takes like years of being here like my boyfriend and i were talking the other night we we had one of those classic things happen where it's like the train we were on was like skipping the station and so we had to figure out another way to take another route yeah. and we we're like oh we'll do the, this train to this to this and this and then we're like oh we're like kind of new yorkers now we <laughs> kind of know what we're doing you know what i mean yeah um so i think that that just takes time basically yeah, yeah. i'd agree with that yeah. Celine the new yorker yeah <laughs> South African New Yorker. I mean, I'm a lifer for New York. Like, I know it at yeah. this stage. And well, considering you had to carve out a whole chunk about <laughs> enough songs saying, like, LA sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, this is really going in on yeah. LA. I can just remove this. Do you have any upcoming trips to LA? Um, I don't. No, I only ever really. I I don't really have a problem with LA. Yeah. I just think that there's no always really that does. that debate going on, right? Yeah. It's always. I mean, the only problem I have with LA is that it keeps taking my friends away. Like yeah. more and more of my friends just end up moving there, and all of my close South African homies from Cape Town live in LA. So I'm like, guys, we finally made it to the same country, <laughs> and I came here first, yeah. and I picked the East Coast, and then you guys all moved to California. Like, uh. what the hell? But it has the beach and it's great and whatever, so yeah. I don't really have an issue with it. The only issue I have is that pull of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we're all here. When are you moving here? <laughs> it's like, I- I'm not. Those bastards, man. I know. It's like, I've done so much work to just be cool with New York. Like, I'm not going to leave now when it's getting good, you know? Yeah, now that, you know, people from the coffee shop are going to your shows and you have your favorite I love that, though. I, like, yeah. need things like that, you know? Yeah. It's little things like that that really do just, like, uh, 
I feel like it just highlights to you how special life could be. It's always little things. Like it that. is literally those small things. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes there are like big career things that are cool and exciting. Yeah. But it makes me really happy when it's just like... Like, I had a situation today where I'm subletting my room, so I had a bunch of people come by to see it. Yeah. Two people were interested, and I was like, yo, whoever, you know, signs this thing first can have the room. Whatever. Um, and okay, it was like... like a fucking like a fight to the death type of situation. yeah i was just okay. like whoever wants it is fine you know so like this guy ended up signing or whatever and this other woman this australian woman who i'd met randomly who wanted the room uh was on her way and i was like girl i'm really sorry like the other guy took it and then she was like oh it's all good you want to like go get a donut and then we just hung out and oh. now we're friends i guess you know it's like special things like that in oh. new york city where i'm just like what well, like the story i was telling you before i went to a barbecue i'm all like shy i sit down next to someone i introduce myself and then we realize after talking that we've worked on like a commercial together yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> it's just like there's the, the the little things like that that make me feel more integrated in the city you know yeah. well if your mom is still listening even with after like all the cursing <laughs> i imagine she's... oh she will not like that <laughs> well I, I think she would feel very happy to know that you feel at home so far away i think she would that is i know that that is what she wanted for me she'll always go like oh, i just don't want you to struggle so much <laughs> and i'm like mom I can't promise you a life without <laughs> struggle for me. Sorry. <laughs> but I, th I think it would mean a lot to her, yeah. I think so too. Celine, thanks so much for catching up with me. This is great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.